Today on Soundtrack Alley Spotlight, we are journeying further into the world of science fiction with a discussion on films like Forbidden Planet, Godzilla, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Star Trek, Fantastic Voyage, and Planet of the Apes. You'll learn so much and it will keep you listening. And it all starts now. Hello, I am your host, Randy Andrews, and welcome to part two of the history of science fiction and film. Today, I'll be discussing further about the films that shaped science fiction and how their beginning changed the media to shift and science fiction became more visceral and real, giving us a grander scope than before. First, I'd like to discuss Forbidden Planet from 1956. It's a classic film with a classic circuit uh, score that was programmed with various sounds to create the unique sound for Forbidden Planet. This film was innovative for its brilliance of bringing Shakespeare to life on the silver screen. In place of the classic play, an ideal science fiction of the greatest caliber. Now in place of it, with The Tempest, which Forbidden Planet is based upon, it's a story of love and betrayal, heartache, and even the effort of letting go. Now in the film, Leslie Nielsen plays a starship captain on a mission to find a scientist and crew of some explorers on a distant planet. Sound familiar? Forbidden Planet was actually a precursor to the ever-popular Star Trek TV series, which aired in 1966. This film predated it by 10 years, and Gene Roddenberry was known to get inspiration from this film. There was animation from Don Bluth, there was special camera work, and a robot built for the movie, Robbie the Robot, who became a star overnight. People were really captivated by the film, and you can understand why when you see it for the first time. I often have recommended this film to enjoy the scope and grand scale of the spectacle and what lies underneath the surface. Let's hear a brief cue from this unique sci-fi classic.
Let's move on to our next film in our documented history. The 1950s were exposed to several films that pitted giant monsters, aliens, and bugs against the human race as well as their own experimentation with people. It came from beneath the sea, Beast at 20,000 Fathoms, Tarantula, The Incredible Shrinking Man, The Fly, and It were some of the many films that flooded the market. Many of these films stood out for playing with camera angles, working with green screen models that were used in stop motion, and all these things went into creating these special monster worlds. One piece of cinema that changed a whole genre was that of monster movies, which the Japanese created films in the Godzilla series. This was a groundbreaking piece of filmmaking, not only for Japan, but also for the U.S. The score was composed by Akira Efakubi, and it was a step ahead of model creation and man in a monster suit. It made people feel like these giant monsters actually existed. The realm of science fiction was pushed forward once again by these various films that grew into a fantastic franchise that can still be enjoyed today. If anyone has not seen the original, which is actually called Gojira, from 1954, I highly recommend it. So let's hear a brief suite of music from this fantastic monster movie.
most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity, and it was not meant that we should voyage far. The sciences, each straining in its own direction, have hitherto harmed us little. But someday the piecing together of dissociated knowledge will open up such terrifying vistas of reality and of our frightful position therein that we shall go mad from the revelation or flee from the deadly light into the peace and safety of a new dark age. H.P. Lovecraft was not an optimist for the future. He was terrified by the idea of going to the stars, and he expressed his feelings through the written word. He would have been completely freaked out by the utter brilliance of Stanley Kubrick's production of 2001, A Space Odyssey, which was originally adapted from Arthur C. Clarke. Now, 2001 challenged what man was capable of, even though it was set in just the year 1999. And today, having the International Space Station built within the last 10 years changes the emotion behind this film. Also, having Alexander North do the score would have changed the iconic feel of the film, even though it's a great score. Now, 2001 pushed man to reach for the stars, to gain access to places beyond our imagination, and it gave us our first killer AI in space. How cool is that? Yes, HAL 9000 was truly evil, thinking for himself, proving his superior intelligence to the human race that built him, and it took the crew time to disable his program. This is what helped science fiction reach forward, even though it came out in 1968, which is after Star Trek. I urge all science fiction fans to either read the book or watch Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece. Let's listen to a cue from that film.
I'd like to rewind just a bit to 1966 with the arrival of Star Trek on public television. This was a television show reaching science fiction fans everywhere. It brought up questions of race, nationality, humanity, morality, and the ever greater question of what is really out there in space. To quote Captain Kirk, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Gene Roddenberry created the series and it ran for three seasons. What began with that series spawned so many television shows about science fiction. These all made it into syndication for public television and the ratings of Star Trek grew because of the deep issues that it dealt with. There was even the first interracial kiss. This could be considered shocking, but it changed things for TV. The interactions with the crew exploded on screen when people in the audience questioned things they never thought of before. And it spawned several sequel shows and reached new audiences. It was truly a step forward for the world of science fiction, and I'd like to share a couple cues with you from that TV series. I hope you like it.
Next, I'd like to discuss Fantastic Voyage from 1966. It seems I've been stuck in the 60s, and I don't think I'm the only one that knows that the 1960s actually had a great impact on science fiction. Anyway, I digress. Fantastic Voyage was essentially about a team of scientists that entered a ship, and that ship got shrank inside a human body, and they went to fix something. Well, <laughs> if anything proves anything, there's always chaos that ensues that the human body actually has defense mechanisms that are in place that can attack foreign bodies that enter it such as white blood cells. They are like the body's defense system. And so, of course, there was death that existed and terror and danger, but it really pushed man's imagination for what exists inside the body. And there's actually, you know, danger that uh, foreign things could be uh, attacked by the actual human body. Now, the score reminds you of the sounds from Forbidden Planet, but it was composed by Leonard Rosamond. And this film also expresses ideas of, like, should we invade the human body with a crew of people to fix an object? What happens when one of the humans dies at the hand of the human body? These and other questions are kind of answered in this film. So let's listen to a brief suite of music from the film, and I hope you like it.
Sadly, we've come down to another end of Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I'd like to thank Alexander Shebel for composing Soundtrack Alley's theme music. You can find his work at xanderscores.com. And our last film today that I'm discussing is Planet of the Apes from 1968. Jerry Goldsmith really brought out a unique score. He made the music primal and organic in nature, and gave us a brutal world of apes and men fighting against each other for supremacy. It's based on Pierre Boulle's book, 
by the same name. Now, I'm probably butchering that name. The film begins with a group of astronauts in space, and Charlton Heston is our key protagonist in this brutal, otherworldly adventure. He goes to sleep with three others, and only three of them come out alive. And they crash land on this alien world where apes enslave men to their cruel pleasure and experimentation. There's so much of this world that we don't fully see in this first film. There's a point where earlier in this film, we've covered Forbidden, or earlier in the podcast today, we've covered Forbidden Planet. Now, there's an Easter egg that actually exists in Planet of the Apes, where Charlton Heston is escaping from the apes, and he goes up the staircase, and in amongst the models and architecture that's in the middle of the staircase is a molding of the creature's talon from Forbidden Planet, and it's actually in Planet of the Apes, which is kind of cool. So this film even pushed the limits of the imagination, asking that well-known question of what if. Now to close, I'd like to thank you for following me, and you can follow me at SoundtrackAlley.com. You can email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at SoundtrackAlley. I'm also on Spotify and Stitcher, which is uh, Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. And I urge you to check the links uh, in the show notes. Uh, They can take you to Amazon and iTunes to be able to buy the scores that are from these films. I really encourage you to do that because these are essential to science fiction in general. So next time, I'll examine more innovative creations of science fiction in film history and see how we can learn from even the era of mankind changing through the 20th century and beyond. So until next time, I'll leave you with this suite of music from Planet of the Apes, and happy listening.
I'm home. All the time. We finally really did it. You maniacs! You blew it up! Oh, damn you! God damn you all to hell! Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I hope you've enjoyed it, and if you're on iTunes, please rate and review the show. It really helps Soundtrack Alley Spotlight get noticed. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley. If you are an Apple podcast, please give the show a five-star rating. Check out the content over at SoundtrackAlley.com, as well as Cinematic Sound Radio, where most of my new material is posted. If you have a comment, question, or concern, please email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com.